guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's your host, Beard Man. And the Bald Eagle. Now, I have to say it has taken us uh, 21 minutes exactly <laughs> to get this thing going because I, all my equipment is packed up. We're, we're, we're ready for a move. You're between worlds. Oh, my Trapped goodness. Between worlds. It has been, Lucas, it has not been fun. Well, <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, okay, how am I going to record your audio like I normally would, but I, I've packed up all my audio interfaces and I'm using this different mic and it doesn't have the same options. And, oh, you know, you just get, you get set in your ways, eh? And when this, someone- This is going to stimulate creativity in your brain, you know, problems. You don't want to get too comfortable, Brad. I'm certainly not comfortable. I'm, I'm scrouched down in my chair so I can reach, <laughs> scrouched a word, it is now, so I can reach this microphone because yeah. the, the desk stand that I bought for it uh, didn't extend as high as I thought it would. So, and, and I thought, this isn't a big deal. My chair goes down a little bit. Oh, no, I'm fully at the bottom of my chair. Oh, that was the, I just hit the, the leaning back thing. Oh, Lucas, I'm frazzled. How are you? You're frazzled. I'll try to stretch this out then. Um, no, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm sick. I got that, you know, much loved end of summer cold, which is tough because we're only August 6th when we're recording this, but... My colds last at least a month, so my summer is going to be having a cold for the rest of the summer. But uh, the good news is I was looking to um, do a bit of a diet, maybe shed a few LBs, and I was thinking because I was giving myself a pity party there the other day when I first had my cold, like, oh, I'm going to miss out on summer Mm -hmm. flavors, I guess, anyway. As we do. uh, And smells, but... I was like, you know what? Actually, it's great because it's it's like a natural appetite suppressant. I mean, it, I'll, I won't starve, but I definitely won't. I, I'm less likely to overeat. So I'm trying to look at it on the sunny side. The silver lining is what I'm looking for here. You know what? That's that's good. I also have thought about losing some LBs uh, this summer, but wouldn't you know what? Summer is almost gone, and <laughs> and I'm not sure if I've shed any LBs. I thought I would, Um just kind of we the last week we were had we had our district family camp so I was away for that and we were back and forth and it's a lot of walking back and forth in this campground and I don't do a lot of right. walking right when you live this close <laughs> to your work and you're basically going from couch to desk um, right th- you know there's not a whole lot of exercise you're getting so I thought family camp I'll be out and about I'll be walking a lot and I was feeling good you know drinking water, staying hydrated, yeah. doing lots of walking. I'm like, oh yeah, I can feel it. It's shedding off. And then but, I would get, then I'd get but the home. the tuck shop, Brad, the tuck shop. You know what? I stayed away from the tuck shop. My kids, well, well my done. kids had some thanks. Um, but what got me was I would come home at night and I'd be exhausted and I would grab um, molasses cookies and a big old thing of milk. And it's like <laughs> 1130 and I'm just, I'm, I'm going to sleep with molasses cookie crumbs on me and just milk mustache. And All through your beard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. it was like a that, sight right. to behold. And I definitely didn't lose any weight. And and then I started drinking some Pepsi. Uh, and once, once the milk ran dry, um, <laughs> I, I had to, I had to find an utter uh, solution for that. And so <laughs> you switched from, you switched from high fat to high sugar. Yeah. There you go. I, maybe they cancel each other out. You never I don't know. I don't think that that's how it works. <laughs> anyway, um, Lucas, 
Yes. Lucas, Lucas, did you know that we used to run ads on this show? I remember. Well, let me rephrase that. Did you know that we used to run ad on this show? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard it a time or two. Um, I'm sure the listeners have heard it and probably have gotten tired of hearing all about um, that one product that we, you know, promoted at the beginning of every episode. And I've removed the ad and you and I talked about this a little bit and I just, I keep forgetting to address it because I think it's been a couple of weeks since we've had them. And um, I just wanted to kind of off the bat, just mention why. And, and the simple reason is we, we really never did this. We never started this for money. It was never about that. Um, when the whole ad <laughs> Good, because we never made any. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Thank you, Lucas. Hey, I'll have you know that we've made enough money off this podcast to pay for the two desk mic stands. Um, hey, that's good. That I just got. Yeah, yeah. That and, um, but I just there was uh, when when I was away in Phoenix, there was a speaker, and and I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but he basically was talking about uh, what we what we do with the talents that we have for work and what God gives us as gifts uh, to use. And without going through the whole thing, I was sitting there going, I know it's a small thing, and really the ads hardly brought in much of anything. Um, but I, I honestly felt convicted about having ads on the podcast. And it's one thing to do the not a sponsor stuff and just have fun with it and, and goofs yeah. and, and stuff. But to actually be um, running ads as a way to try to bring in revenue, um, it, I just was like, you know what? This is not why we're doing it. And to your point, we really didn't make anything. But, <laughs> but even even if we had all of us, even if all of a sudden different people wanted to, to do ads or we got contacted by them, I it just this this isn't what this is for. Um, so I'm happy to announce a new podcast I'm doing that's all about ads. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, anyway, so you're not going to see ads on this. Um, unless for some reason I lose my job and Lucas loses his job. And for whatever reason, we feel that this is the only way that we can make money. Our kids are going to be so skinny. <laughs> you talk about losing LBs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Any, anyway, so I will say this, though. Um, I, I, I want to thank the people because there have been a few people that have actually come along and financially supported the podcast and you can, th that is an option that is available through Anchor. And I'm not suggesting that anyone has to go and do that. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, somebody just jumped on board at the $10 level, uh, $10 a month, uh, that just to support the podcast. And, and uh, you know who you are, whose initials are A-T. Um, I'm not going to name you out loud just in case you pull that money. And then what am I going to say? <laughs> no. Because in all the, every podcast in the Maritimes will be looking for your money then. Yeah, that's uh, right. Actually, one thing about that is the like the the money the money. I'm I'm always glad that there was a little bit of money coming in to help you buy some of the you know gadgetry and gizmos and doohickeys that you need, which is great. Um, but I am always encouraged just because it's nice to know that people are listening, that people actually you know care. Like I said w during the anniversary episode, I would do this if it was just me and you. But it's yeah. still nice to know if there's anybody else who gives a hoot. It, you know what? It is kind of cool in, in that way and, and some different correspondence we've got. We don't get a lot. And that is something, you know, in this year that I would love to be able to, for us to figure out and work on is engaging with the audience in a way that we actually kind of build a community as opposed to just, I mean, 
whether we had a community or not, I agree with you. And we said it in the anniversary episode that we would do this just because this is fun for us. We enjoy it. Now at the moment- <laughs> Wasn't fun I, for you tonight. <laughs> it was not fun for me tonight. I'm a l- I'm, if I'm being honest, at the moment, my ire is up and I'm just a little annoyed with the quality of what I'm getting on my end. I'm hoping that that doesn't translate into poor quality on their end. Speaking of quality, um, I've, I want to apologize to the listeners for making them listen to that uh, phone-in episode because I listened <laughs> the first 10 seconds and I was like, nope, can't do that. Nope. It sounds like I'm a war correspondent from the 1950s. I just can't. I can't do it. Coming from at you BBC. from the trenches. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, man, if only you had gone to Tim's and got that sweet, I sweet know, internet. That sweet, sweet internet. And you know what? I went the next day and it was like rock solid. I could have streamed like 10 YouTube videos at once if I wanted to. Wow. So I, which I didn't think it would have been. I thought it was going to be really like Garbo because start like second cup in Ferriton is the worst internet I've ever experienced. Not a sponsor. Uh, again, first world problem. Uh, but anywho, enough about me talking about internet speeds. Well, did you happen to, did you happen to listen to the not a sponsor from that episode? No, and I meant to go back and listen to it. I just cringed so bad at the first. I have now that I know it's it's not great audio quality going in. I would like to listen to it because like it's it was fun doing an episode with me, you, and Andrew, and I think it would Agreed. be fun. Yeah, uh, to, I will. It is on my listening list. Well, Normally, I listen to them like the day they drop. Uh, um, but yeah, it, Tim's Tim's was our not a sponsor. Just no, so what are they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great. Uh, Anyway, just move, move, just to, to kind of recap really quickly, um, taking ads off. We that that we made that decision a few weeks ago, and and uh, and and then for those that have come on board through the, um, you know, you can give monthly and all that. Uh, just thank you for that. It really, it honestly has actually helped. The money that you've sent has actually gone to getting equipment just to kind of to to help you know, use the, the, do the podcast. And so, mm-hmm. uh, people want to do that. They certainly can. Um, but that's not why we're doing it. So now Lucas, um, to someone who listens weekly and is invested in the things that we say and actually pays attention to the things that we say, surely they're disappointed when we say we're going to do something and then don't do it. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm sure they would be. So, uh, which is probably, you know, I, I, I have to go back and listen because every now and then I feel like we say we're going to do something or talk about something later and then we kind of forget about it or whatever. And one of the things was the, your escape room. We, we said we would talk about it in an, an, another episode, but then we didn't. And so uh, I would love to hear. Talk to me. You went. I always wanted to go to an escape room. What was it like? Uh, it was fun. Um, I did it. I've done two. I did one in Moncton, and the one in Moncton was like really good. It was the uh, it was the one that's kind of near the mall. I forget what part of the city that's from, um, <clears throat> but it I was like super Dieppe. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's in the Dieppe area. Um, I'm trying to think of the street it was on, but anyway, um, I did it. I mean, it's funny because. I'm really good with trivia and I, you know, there's some, some ways I'm mentally sharp. So I was like, man, like I'm going to mop the floor with these people, even though it's a, it's, it's co- cooperative, not competitive. I was like, I'm so smart. They're they're <laughs> I mean, they're smart, but not as smart as me and blah, 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 blah. And we get there and I had been speaking at a conference that day and I, I don't know what it was, but I was like exhausted. I didn't even want to go by the end of it. I was so tired. And basically I just sat in the corner pretending to work on something while they solved all the puzzles. <laughs> I think I might have solved one uh, when I got my second wind, but and it was super well done. It just, I was, my brain was on running on about 20% that day. Well, or maybe it wasn't. And I'm just really dumber than I thought I was. But then, uh, <clears throat> but I was doing it with coworkers and it was a lot of fun. So you um, went, you went in thinking that you were going to be the great Houdini. 
Oh, I thought they were all going to be like singing, singing songs of my wisdom and stuff. But it really, here's the thing about escape rooms: they there's no need for prior knowledge. It, like everything you need to know is in the actual escape room. And mm. then so I did that was like uh, a year ago and change. Uh, and this one we did just a few weeks ago. We did one in Fredericton. Um, it wasn't quite as like fancy. I wouldn't say like it wasn't as high high class, but it was also twenty five bucks, not I think fifty bucks, which I think the other one was a person. Um, and I went with, it was uh, f- uh, four couples that went. Um, so hold on. Was, so eight yeah. people in this room? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's funny because, so we go to, it's Unplugged, which is a board games cafe in Fairton. So we go in there and we're kind of like bumbling around, looking at the board games or whatever. And they're like, okay, we're here for the escape room. And she's like, oh, it's upstairs. So we have to go out of the building and then back up the stairs. And uh, and then there's Strike this, one. This girl, <laughs> yeah, stairs. I'm out. Just you couldn't hold me, on. Hold on. Me with the puzzles. You couldn't even find the escape room on your first try. <laughs> no, we were supposed to go to the place to pay our our twenty five doubloons. Um, but anyway, so we go up the stairs, and it's you're in this little tiny hallway because it definitely used to be apartments, right? And then they they basically turned the apartments into the things. Okay. And and so we're there, and this girl who is, I mean, she was probably like a university kid but she seemed even younger than that was like telling us the the kind of like the rules which are always like don't rip stuff off the wall there's nothing behind the wallpaper like don't you right. know punch holes in the wall because people do like basically and there's signs everywhere that says like don't move this thing or whatever but while she was explaining it somebody came out of the escape room right beside us and the door opened and the smell that came out it smelled like a middle school locker room and I was like, are we going to smell like that at the end? She's like, well, you guys have windows in an AC unit. Like, they don't. I was like, okay, I hope not. Anyway, but it's so funny because she was explaining to us the rules and going through. And she was the most nervous tour guide I've ever seen. She kept dropping stuff. She kept, like, forgetting her lines. I don't know if we if it was, like, her first <laughs> day or if we were just, like, if we were, like, super intimidating, a bunch of, like, married, boring adults. But anyway... So <clears throat> it turns out we were doing the horror uh, room. <clears throat> so it's like a basically a saw knockoff, like we've been like captured. And she's reading the story that's supposed to like get us like in the mood for this thing. Except she's like she's like reading through it as fast as humanly possible, and she's like the <laughs> least scary person in the planet. So you know it didn't quite land. Um, but then they like blindfold you and lead you in, and we're supposed to be like handcuffed to a table, but they're not allowed to handcuff us. So it's just like a loose chain. <laughs> And she's like, she's like, just play along. Just <laughs> take your hands out till you get the key. <laughs> and but once we got into it, it was fun. Um, eight was a little bit much for people because people were just we basically like brute forced the thing. Like we were just like tackling clues out of order and like figuring stuff out. And um, like, hey, there's again, a there's a key under this mat that says welcome. <laughs> yeah, we, that's right. We did it. But uh, anyway, it was it was good. It was fun. Like it was fun, and we we beat it in forty minutes. Because uh, I knew like like it's a lot of like fizzing, figuring out puzzles and stuff. And we yeah. had two engineers. We had a guy who built his own home and like did did his own like in floor heating. And it's like he showed me one time. He was trying to explain it. And I got so lost because they, they they all have the brains that work that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and mine just doesn't. I'm like, um, if there's any Star Trek trivia, I'm over here. <laughs> You know, we can lean on that, you know, that sort of thing. Um, any DC talk lyrics from the mid-90s, you know, let me know. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But uh, I did solve one, so I felt good, you know. And But I think everybody basically solved one. So it was it was pretty cool that way. But it was fun. I'd recommend it. It's great to go with a bunch of friends and stuff like that. Okay. I've You know, I've never done it. I 
and not not to take this down a dark to a dark place, but I've been a little apprehensive about it after. I think there was one that happened somewhere where like an actual fire took place inside and the people couldn't oh, get out. Okay. And and so I've always kind of, I'm really interested in going, but then in the back of my head, that always pops up. I'm like, no. No, like probably because of that, like they're super safe. Like the door's not actually locked. Like it's basically like, it's a pretend lock, but you can leave at any time. Like you could pop your head out like, hey, can I have a clue? Um, and like it, it's safe. Like we weren't actually in real handcuffs, which would have been a little more fun to like pass the key from person to person or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, like it, yeah, it was to- totally safe that way. And then you have – you can call in for like uh, tips or whatever it is if you need tips, if you get stumped. Did, did they have a limit on how many tips? Some places do. The place we were at uh, the first time did. This place was like unlimited tips. Um like, just do it as fast as you can. Now, I don't think that's – I think that's what, like, a board – a mystery room place does, like, after all the hardcore people have been through that, like, want to beat it with no hints yeah, um, and all that. And then once all, like, the, the casuals show up, Casual, uh, like we were, casuals, um, then they're, like, unlimited tips, you know, well, here, let's put God mode on for you and invulnerability, right. you know, that sort of thing. Fast music controller. So that's kind of the – that was what it was like. But it was still, like, a lot of fun. I want you to know what I'm envisioning now is that you're basically in a small apartment building bedroom and the only thing standing between you and freedom is one of those door handles that they usually put in uh, no no one of those one of those doorknobs that they usually put in a bathroom that has like a little tiny hole that and, <laughs> and so who's got a popsicle stick or or, or like you, you take a pen apart right and so yeah. So there's this doorknob and there's a single pen in the room and you, that's all you've got to figure out is, oh, if I take the pen apart, I can poke it in the hole and that'll unlock the door and we're out. <laughs> that is that is what I feel you have described for me. Uh, it had a little more like this one had like, see, I've been to some of them and they're like bank heists and casino heists. Like I've seen them, but I've never done them. Those mm-hmm. would be more fun. Both times I did it, it was like a murder. Like you get stuck in like a psycho's house and I'm like, I'm not like scared of it, but it wasn't as as fun, you know? <clears throat> and I was worried that my wife would, would – now, she wouldn't be scared of it, but, like, I was afraid she'd be like, yeah, I'm not really into this. Um, right. But she just she, – she she got on board. She was cool. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, on the off chance that you didn't make it out and maybe let's say – this is going to be a weird transition. Passed, passed. away. Passed in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and turned into a ghost. That doesn't so, transition well because, Lucas, what do you got for me here? Let's see what historical figure would make would make the worst ghost to be haunted by. So, which actual living person would you not want to be haunted by? Um, I don't know. I just think whichever one was like the loudest and most annoying. Because uh, at first I was like Hitler, I guess maybe, but I mean he seems. I don't know. I I feel like there's probably worse people. I'm just not thinking of. Huh. You want, should we edit that one out, or do you want to just keep going? <laughs> we could just skip it. If you nobody, want nobody worse than Hitler <laughs> is what you just. There must be somebody worse. Um, let's. What historical figure would you would make the worst ghost to be haunted by? Historical figure. Historical figure. So not necessarily the worst person, but it's like the worst. No. Who would be like super annoying or super scary or super oh, whatever? Fran Drescher. <laughs> <laughs> That's that the would, kind of person I was looking for. That would suck so bad. And and you know, because she was a nanny, like she's going to be going all through the house. 
talking about you leaving stuff laying around and all that. So to me, that would be the worst type of ghost. One that actually cares about things being put away and has a super annoying voice. But can't do it themselves. But so can't do calling you into the room to pick stuff up. up. They're yeah. ethereal now. <laughs> and they're trying to they're trying to sweep but they can't. Uh, yeah. hey. dropping their cashews on the floor, you know, that's that sort of thing. Nice. That great reference. Uh, <laughs> if if someone wants to look that up, just type in uh, ghost cashews. Moving on. <laughs> Lucas, this one comes from Yahoo, and I just couldn't pass this one up. And it says this. Why don't they just make hand soap kill 100% of bacteria instead of 99%? <laughs> Um, just to kind of walk us into some of the thought processes, user, let me see if I can get this right, Justin Bieber, did I say that right? It's not Justin Bieber. There's a lot of cap situations off and on. I was trying to figure out if he was trying to spell something, you know, in between. Anyway, he said, this is what he said. The reason why they don't do that is because they won't have jobs anymore since bacteria is extinct, you evil. I did like the ending. Yes. So... The eradication of bacteria makes us evil. The, the thought that we should have 100%, you know, bacteria-killing soap is evil. Um, user Doom972 says, it leaves 1% alive so they can go tell the other bacteria not to mess with it. I love that one. <laughs> I do like that one, that too. Got me, that got me a legit chuckle. Um, what about, what do you think, man? Why? Because you see it everywhere. <clears throat> well, I think it's actually like 99.99%, at least like Clorox wipes and stuff are. Just because there's always, I think they're just putting it in the, the caveat. So if like a super flu strikes and they'd be like, well, that's the 0.01%. Sorry, guys. Like you can't sue us. So, oh, so it's more of a legal thing. It's if I assume so. Yes, because you don't, you, do, you definitely don't want to say 100% because then so help me if, right. if something gets through, then. Yeah then you sue, right? I'm pretty sure that that is the slogan. If something gets through, you sue. Then you sue. That's then you right. sue. Um, man, I really love the idea, though, of um, of big soap companies, um, you know, sitting in their offices going, you know, if it, making sure, like, to take that one, that 0.01% and make sure that that's left alone so that they still have jobs, right? That's, I know. Like you're going to run out of customers. Well, if you kill all the bacteria, what do you need soap for? <laughs> that just for smelling good, I suppose, and that's what cologne's for. Just for just for appearances, you know? right? So the big guys at Irish Springs are just you know just looking out for themselves. It'd be funny if like every company had a ninety nine percent guarantee just to cover themselves, like you know ninety nine percent of our bones don't sink. Or you know, ninety nine percent of our McDonald's won't give you diarrhea. Uh, well, was, that sort of thing. I was just, I was just thinking, it's finger licking good ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll give you the runs ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time. That's right. Uh, yeah. Um, do you have anything left to throw at this? I mean, they really covered it. They, you know, that we talked about big, big soap, and then we big. talked about. Uh, bacteria running and talking, uh, you know. I, I, that was my favorite comment. Usually the, these questions, like the answers you throw in are like complete, like they're just as ridiculous as the question, but that mm -hmm. one was actually pretty great. Like I like that. It, I would it, give it a like if I was on the website. It's funny because you see this in movies all the time where someone comes in and they ransack a village and they leave one alive and they're like, go and tell someone. <laughs> tell the rest. Yeah. 
Uh, and so that's what the bacteria is doing, and that's why they're not killing it. <clears throat> now you know. Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our Not A Sponsor break, the part of the show where we highlight a product that we feel does it better than anybody else, but they won't support us financially. Nobody does it in a world that feels like it's racing and spinning out of control, sometimes it's nice for things to take a couple of days. For instance, getting a letter in the mail. Who needs email when there's Canada Post? That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Canada Post, your number one trusted source of parcel delivery in Canada. This is what they say. They say, we're passionate about our customers, our employees, and our communities in which we serve. You can learn about their values, vision, and leadership that make them that number one parcel delivery company through their website. Their values, they say that they're driven by innovation in the marketplace, excellence in customer service, and integrity and respect in all of their actions. Canada Post is about transformation. We innovate and transform to win in the marketplace. They are about customers. We serve Canadians with pride and passion and integrity. We act responsibly and with integrity. They also show respect. They say we treat each other with fairness and respect and safety. We are committed to a safe and healthy environment for all of our stakeholders. And you know what? Lucas just sent me cereal in the mail through Canada Post and it made it intact. And that gives them some big time brownie points in my book. And I'd love to reach out and contact them, but they don't have an email address. But you know what? In my opinion, nobody does it better at getting me my cereal than Canada Post. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get to our, our question, our, our faith question in just, just a minute. But we mentioned the, at the beginning of the show some promises that were left unfulfilled, and in this episode, we are, we are, we we are fulfilling those. Can you please name this episode "Promise Keepers"? Hundred <laughs> uh, percent. Thank you. I I promise you that 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 <laughs> is the name of this episode. Well, all right. So, Lucas, we're gonna fulfill a promise here. You had mentioned, we talked about a while ago, about a trip that you went on in the States, and you mentioned about a cereal that you picked up. And, um, and why, don't you just, why don't you give us the context of what's little, about little to happen? Refresher. Okay, so I was walking down uh, the Walmart uh, aisle in somewhere, somewhere in New Hampshire or Maine with my kids, and part of our family tradition is always to um, buy weird super sugary cereals, you know, just fun vacation treat. <clears throat> anyway, I saw this one cereal, and they have so many weird cereals that we don't have, like it's bananas. <laughs> but I saw one particular cereal that was like way off the wall, and they were on clearance for a dollar a box. So I said, yeah, I mean, I, I got it, right? Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. I did. And my, and my kids were like, are we going to have that for breakfast? I was like, no, don't touch that. That's daddy's cereal. Uh, that's, his, it, that's his funny laugh podcast cereal. Um, anyway, uh, this was like a month ago and I've been supposed to mail you a sample, uh, for quite a while. Uh, and I kept not, I was going to send Andrew a sample too, until I found it, it was going to cost me $18 to mail it. Oh my So soul. sorry, so that, Andrew, I, I can't, I couldn't do it. Is that what you spent to send me this packet of cereal that is before me now? Yeah, I was a little bit shocked, but I really was, I was really looking forward to doing this. So I couldn't back out. I took a picture of the packet so that we could um, show it. Just, but I'm gonna have to redact a bunch of uh, information here so that they don't get your address. They can have mine because I'm moving in a week. <laughs> You're gone. I'm gone. They can have mine too. I've never had fan mail or hate mail, so I would go for either. I suspect someone will show up at your door. <laughs> 
<laughs> Just stand up there. Bald Eagle? Bald Eagle. Bald Eagle. <laughs> um, so it, it says on this packet, I can't believe you, this is hilarious that you wrote this. I, I want to hear about this. I want to hear about you going to the post office because you wrote on this thing, do not open till podcast, exclamation, exclamation. And then in brackets, no peeking. And I can smell, I can smell the cereal through the packet. And it's in a Ziploc bag too. So, um, although that might've, might've popped in transit, I don't know. But yeah, so I go to this place and, and I, and I have, I walk in with two Ziploc baggies of cereal. Cause at this point I thought <laughs> I was going to send two and I tried, and I tried to like not look suspicious, which is hard to do walking into cereal. stores with cereal and Ziploc bags. Uh, and then I, I kind of, I walk up to the little, cause the, I went to, it was like a shoppers with a can of post in the back. Right. So I slapped down the cereal and I, I find like one of those little bubble mailer envelopes and then like you see it right there. And, uh, I, and I say, uh, how much will it cost to send one of these? So she like throws it on the thing. She's like, beep, 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 beep. She's like, she's some young, you know, kid. She goes, uh, like $18. And I was like, oh, so I just pull the second one back. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, just the one then. <laughs> So why would it cost? It's it's so light. It's so light, and that's the thing. I've mailed, I've mailed laptops to people. Oh, no, I've mailed like cell phones and stuff, and it was way like, I think the cell phones were like fifteen. Like I guess Canada Post is really having a rough go of it. That controller that I sent you, <clears throat> yeah, thir- thirteen bucks, th- something like that. Like yeah, I don't know what it was. I, maybe she didn't like look at me. I don't know. But anyway. It's funny because the whole time I was I was desperately wanting her to ask me about it. I was like, she's got to be curious why I have I'm mailing cereal like in Ziploc bags. That and she's like, why are you mailing ten cents worth of cereal to somebody for eighteen dollars? But she's probably like legally not allowed to ask about that, and that's probably fair. Um, but she did start asking about my Apple Watch, and I was like, I gave her like a five minute sales pitch on it, uh, and she's like, sure. I can do this and that, and she's like, no way. So she's definitely gonna buy one now. But I should have left her the other bag. Well, I was I should have left her the other bag of cereal to try out. But who would ever eat cereal given to you by a stranger in a Ziploc bag? So, who's got the time? All right. So walk us through the on the on bagging and this like get, first the smell. Describe the smell. Okay, Lucas. I'm gonna. It's it's gonna happen. I'm gonna open this thing. Are you doing it with me? Uh, I'm gonna do it just after you. Um, like I have I have some here. I have the box here for the for the reveal afterwards. Um, but the goal here is, can you guess what the cereal is imitating? Like, what is it supposed to be? Okay. So get some ASMR going. I'm, op- <laughs> I'm opening, I'm opening the packet. Now I'm not going to look at the cereal because I don't want any kind of clues. Okay. It did, it did say no peeking. I can't open this. <laughs> I was going to say, it's probably going to be hard smokes, to open. Holy smokes, man. Can you entertain yeah. the people while I find a knife? <laughs> All right, so Brad's finding himself a knife. Uh, every youth leaser always has a knife within reach. Everybody knows that. Um, so anyway, I will give you some details. Um, it is brought to you by Post. No, nah, uh, don't po- don't tell me anything. <laughs> okay, there's a knife. All right. You call that a knife? <laughs> yeah, I do. <clears throat> okay. So what do you smell? Give us the smell first. Okay, well... Describe it. Well, I feel like I'm smelling some kind of cinnamon, perhaps, but it's okay. it, it's hard. It's hard with these specialty, you know, specialty cereals, especially yeah. with Post. Yes, that was a freebie. You got that for free. Post. I did. Okay. Um, 
Now, without looking, I. That is a lot of cereal you sent. So I. Well, I thought it was one bowl worth. My, my. Uh, oh, just so everyone knows, uh, I'm doing this dry. I didn't want milk to taint the flavors. So I'd be like, oh, it's milk flavored. It's milk flavored cereal. Uh, see, I'm a little bit torn about that because I was wondering if like it's it's probably designed to be had in milk, but I think dry is easier for sure. Okay. So and you probably packed away all your like cereal spoons anyway by this point. <laughs> yeah. So I, we got all the milk in a box somewhere. And it, well, and it's fine to me if you want to like. What's the? So I see you're 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 feeling the the texture here. Okay. Uh, it's. I'm not looking. I, I think you can look. I, I, because I, I'm curious if you can tell by looking. Nope, definitely cannot tell by looking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So what we've got here, ladies and gentlemen, is um, y it looks it looks to me as though um, you've got almost like a square honeycomb, like a checks mix, um, kind of kind of thing, and then it looks like there's some flakes in here. Like a, like a like a special K flake, and then then we've got something that I've never seen before that I probably if I found just laying around would never put in my mouth. Which one's that? Well, that's the one Lucas that looks like um, well, like a tiny little like it looks to me like a goldfish. Yes, it looks like a goldfish that got dried up and was left under the couch for probably like well, a, a month. goldfish that got wet and then dried out. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Oh yeah, true true enough. <laughs> okay. Um, here we go, folks. Going in for the taste. Okay, give 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 us each piece individually. So Oh said, my soul. All right. Do the do the goldfish piece first. And Gold tell me if you can if you can uh, pull a flavor out of there. Is it uh, all right, here we go. Is it marine in flavor? Hey, that gave me nothing. <laughs> Which terrified. Yeah, I want I Canada Post, you should be my not a sponsor because you know what? You got this thing. All this cereal is totally intact. Pristine. I was worried it was going to be like dust when it got there. <laughs> okay, I'm $18 going. $18 with the dust. Should I go for a flake next? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Let's do a flake together, you and I. Okay. Oh, mm. okay. We're getting something here. Now, that flake definitely has, I, I really think, some cinnamon. Okay. How about one of these guys? A square. All right. With the going, holes in it. Going for a square. Got it. And in okay. the hatch. Okay. Now I'm mixing it all together because that gave me nothing. Yeah give, yeah. give yourself the full experience and see if that helps you. Listeners, are you still there? <laughs> Riveting audio. Okay. Um. Oh my soul. Save some to have with milk later on, man. This is this is a you know a double treat. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Hold on. Hold on. No. The no. 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 Okay. Oh, it's somehow savory, which seems weird for a cereal. Savory. Oh, like like not. Like mm. yeah, like a taste you wouldn't have in a cereal. Right there's there is a there is something here that I would be like I'm not sure I want that in a cereal. <laughs> Hold a on, salad, but but, but there's a cinnamon. My my initial reaction would have been to go like French toast. Right. Which um, piece do you think would that, would that? Which piece would you think the French toast would be? Well, 
but but like French toast has cinnamon, it has egg and bread. So 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 everybody, just so everybody knows, there's basically three things. There's like the weird looking little uh, shapes that Brad thinks kind of look like a goldfish. These squares with holes in them, and then just like random flakes. And I'll tell you this: the flakes don't really have anything to do with the like signature of the cereal. Are you so serious? You well, yeah, not really. So, can you figure out what the the little fish looking things and the square looking things are? No, oh, buddy, we got to wrap this up. We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose listeners. <laughs> okay. Um, man, I'm getting nothing on that dried up goldfish. Okay. When you look square. at those things, what, can you just get just take a shot at which flavor do you think they each are, or even by looking? Well, one of them's got to be. There's got to be like a honey. Is there a honey flavor in this? Lucas, I I feel I feel so dumb not knowing. Well, no, I would never, I probably would never guess it. Hold on. Uh, oh. Oh, I got something new. What was that? <laughs> ah, I just inhaled like some dust and, and I got some new flavor profile. Dude, I got nothing. All right. So the squares, I'll give you the squares. Maybe that'll help you figure out the other one. Are waffles. Oh, wait. Squares, chicken and waffles. Is this chicken and waffles? It is chicken and waffle cereal. So that savory flavor was the chicken flavored cereal. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Who makes chicken and waffles cereal? Post. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Asked and answered. <laughs> there you go. Oh my goodness. Are they honey honey bunches of oats? Oh yeah, sorry. The honey bunches of oats <laughs> brought to you by chicken and waffle. Chicken and waffles brought to you by honey bunches of oats. So yeah. Here we go. Eighteen slash nineteen dollars after buying the box of actual cereal. But I'll feed that to my kids. Um there you go. So uh, <laughs> a buy or a not buy? <laughs> Would you recommend? No, no. Now that I know. Now that I know that savory is supposed to be chicken, <laughs> it's really putting this in a in a bad place in my mouth. I kind of wondered if when you put the milk in, maybe that would like make it like kind of like a gravy flavor. <laughs> I don't know because I've always heard of like chicken and waffles being like an American kind of, especially a Southern American kind of like breakfast meal. But it seems super weird. Like chicken, chicken. seems like a weird meat to eat for breakfast. Chicken. Chi well, I've had we've had um, Andrew Barker who's been on the show before. Uh, he and I have had chicken and waffles uh, going through an airport. Does in, it work in for Calgary? I, I don't know about a breakfast. It as a meal absolutely works. Really, absolutely, really good. Um, as a cereal, not <laughs> so. super sold. It gives you that poultry flavor you crave in the morning. Yeah, uh, let's transition. <laughs> <laughs> Farewell. Uh, so, Lucas, how do I handle a friend who has walked away from my podcast because I ate chicken and waffle cereal? No, sorry. Uh, you, you've, uh, you got this question, and I think it's a – no, you're not asking this question. You brought this question to us, and I think it's a great one. How do I handle a friend who has walked away from their faith? Man. The, this one is, is one that I feel like if you are a Christian, if you've been a Christian for any length of time – it's gonna happen to you. Yeah. Um, as Brad chugs down water to get the <laughs> to get the bird flavor uh, out of him. Good grief. Um, <clears throat> and I still remember, you know, when I was young, you know, you you go to you go to like elementary and you go to like for me a really youth group in high school, and I'm like, yeah, you know, 
like we're, we're Christians and we're doing the Christian thing and it's always going to be like that. Who would ever leave? Like to me, that's in my brain, but then people do. And then it's, it's, it's kind of awkward because you guys were in on this thing and this thing that's so important to you and they walked away from it. And, and I, you know, I've had a couple, I've had friends all through my life who have, um, and ones who've, you know, come to the faith too. It's not like, it's just like a mass exodus out of Christianity. Um, but but it's 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 rough, uh, and I'm sure you've experienced it too, Brad. Yep, um, I I can think back to um, I can think back to some specific situations, and but one that's never left me is a close friend growing up um, walked away from their faith, and when I talked with them about it, the conversation went like this: Right now, I just want to go have fun, and when I'm married and have kids and I'm settled down, then I'll come back. That was the conversation. Well, I actually saw this friend a few years ago now, married, kids. And so I talked with him about it. And I just mm. said, so, you know, what, where are you guys at? And what do you, you know, you, we hadn't seen each other. I mean, we're talking like over 10 years, hadn't seen each other. Yeah, it's hard to broach that subject right away. Right? You don't, you, like you're in a gas station parking lot seeing each other randomly and you don't go, hey, did you ever go back to church? How, <laughs> how's your walk with the Lord? But, yeah. but just in talking with him, because I hadn't forgot it. And when I saw him, it was just like, oh man. And so I just, without, without being blunt about it, asked some probing questions and kind of, mm. they have, they've never gone back. Yeah. Right. And, and so, you know, I've got friends that have walked away from their faith and, and, and I don't think just to be clear for the, for this question, we're not going to get into, um, cause this, this is, this is a crazy question. Right, because right. there's different ways you can approach it. Uh, that the people look at this. Well, when they did they leave their faith? Like, have they abandoned their faith? Right. Uh, or do they think that they're um, still saved? Or are they not saved? Like, we're this is not what we're getting into right now. Yeah, I was I was more just looking at the like, how do you interact with them? Because I, I know for me in the past, it, it can feel like a betrayal, you know, uh -huh. and and yep. and like. And, and I mean, it, sh it shouldn't, again, <laughs> people love making things, everything all about them. <laughs> like I, you know, like, but it's just because like, Hey, we shared this thing. We both thought it was really important. And now you just don't think it's important anymore. Like, and it just, it's kind of confusing. And <clears throat> I, I don't, I don't know if I was mad. I don't know if I've ever been mad at someone, but it just, it's just kind of like hurt and like how to, but, and you want to like how to not just like walk away from that friendship, which is the easiest thing to do, you yeah. know, for both parties. Uh, yeah. Have you had any experience with that? A, a lot, a lot. Mm -hmm. And you and I, we both had experience with, with this. Mm -hmm. I think it really comes down to what is our agenda in, in, a, in approaching someone, you know, it, because you can't just come up to someone cold cloth that you don't know, that you've heard has walked away from their faith. I get, but you say, you know, handle a friend. So it's like, so you've got a relationship there. I, th I yeah. think. In, in my experience with this, and I think yours too, what I would hope that we could do is have an honest conversation with the person just to say, hey, you know, what happened? Uh, how, yeah. how come? Like, I, I, you know, in, in, and how you want to phrase it, whatever. Like, we, I, I love you. You're still my friend. That hasn't changed. But, can I, you know, talk to me. Share with me. How did you, you know, how did you get to this mm. place? And this isn't, this is, this... This is in my head right now, Lucas, and I'm not sure I have an answer to this. But my question is this. Uh, ultimately, we make, we make our own decisions, right? Like we have the ability, you and I have the ability, if we wanted to, to walk away from our faith. Right. 
Um, so I hope you'll understand when I ask the question, like, where was the church? Right. Because the church has a responsibility. So, someone just said this recently, and, and when I was listening to them, I'm like, wow, I never thought of it like that. When we become a part of the church, it's more than just, you know, getting saved and now you just walk alone and you're all good. You've now yeah. be, you've become a part of something that you're actually, if you, if you read scripture, we're supposed to keep each other accountable to one another. And, and when we see error, we're supposed to come alongside a brother or a sister in Christ and say, hey, in love, like I, now I will say this, I probably wouldn't go up to a sister in Christ. No. Right? I, I can say that pretty safely. Not because I wouldn't want to help them. I would want to identify another person to go talk. I guess what I'm saying is, when I think about my the situation I'm thinking of, I go, where was I? Right. Not to make it about me, but like, mm-hmm. I saw this happening. Why didn't I, you know, try to help? I, I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but I, I just know that the church has a responsibility to each other to keep each other accountable. And when we're, when we're in error or when, you know, mm-hmm. we're, there's sin to call our, call each other out of it in love. And so for yeah. someone to have, because you don't have a real experience with Jesus, if this is a real experience and then the next day just go, no, I'm good. I'm done. That's it. Yeah. There, there, there's a, there's a pattern and there's a life that gets lived in rebellion and in sin and a hardening of your heart to the place where you actually go, no, I'm done. It doesn't just happen like that. And the church is supposed to be there for one another. So, but again, I also think this person has their, you know, they're responsible. Ultimately, they're going to be responsible come the day of judgment if they don't come back to the Lord. So, um, but I think it's a great point bringing up the church because I know that for me, um, one of the more recent examples, I was quite frustrated because um, there was a church in the mix that um, was just kind of, it seemed content to let him atrophy spiritually. Right. Um, and, but again, like you said, it's it's his responsibility. Like no one else can can have his their faith for him. But, but I, there was still some anger there because mm-hmm. we as a church need to do better and know better. Um, and sometimes we do and sometimes we're less good at it. <clears throat> but it's a hard situation. But I think I think the the key is 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 it's gonna be awkward, and you're just gonna have to lean into that. Like, don't be like, don't ghost them. Don't just like, oh, I guess I'll just try to kind of avoid them, or they probably don't want to talk to me. Like, just assume they're the exact same person. Yeah. But just one thing has changed, and it's really important. But like, don't don't treat it like they like. Yeah, just don't treat it like everything about them has changed because it hasn't. And actually, I liked what you said about just being, hey, like, what's what's the story? Like, unpack that for me, uh, which I know you hate that term. but And, and lean into. You, you've and hit, lean into one, it, yeah. You get the next one. You've got the trifecta. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you what it is anyway. <laughs> but, but I mean, get them to actually walk it through with you. And I think just feeling understood, feeling heard. And, and so they know that no matter what happens in your lives, if you do eventually kind of drift away, because depending on what they're leaving, <laughs> leaving – Christianity for like, you know, like your friend is like, I just want to like party basically. Like mm-hmm. you might, you probably will hang out less with that person because you, your, your, your worldviews are different, but yeah. make sure that, we, that you're always, you know, warm and always open to those people. So they know that whenever they're, they're questioning and whenever they're doubting, um, which they will, that they know they have a safe person to go back to and they Absolutely. don't feel like they've burned all their bridges. Right. Yeah, man. It's a, it's about being available to the person and, 
and it's not about pushing your agenda, but it's a like it, it's this person's eternity, their soul, and and their life while on yeah. earth, right? Like, um, and and on, for you and I, when we think about friends, it's not. It, when I think about friends now, I don't think about them in the context of just them as an individual because most of our friends are married and have kids. And yeah, so, and that, oh, that's rough because then you see it's not just affecting a person. Like in high right. school, it was affecting one person. Right. And But at our age, you know, like that's all of a sudden that is changing a family tree at that point. Yes. Um, and, and the problem is for, for us at our age, children are so small and like this is like when stuff's getting formed like this is when things things are getting figured out yeah and if things are shaky now it could be i mean things could just turn around or it could be real real tough right mm-hmm. and that's and then yeah so i mean that's that's a, a such a hard one right it, this is it, this is such a tough question because there's so many layers to it the response from the church the responsibility of the person um and and all of that um, how do I handle a friend who has walked away from their faith? If they're really a friend and if they're really a friend, then friends actually call each other to accountability and friends actually will walk with someone through their toughest, darkest times and without judgment that, and Usually, and I, I can't, I don't want to generalize, but man, you hear an awful lot about people that walk away from their faith. I'm air quoting here. Um, maybe I shouldn't have, but uh, because they feel like they're being judged, they feel like, you they're know, really like, walking away from people. Well, and, and I was just going to say, they're, they're, they're really walking away from the church and they're throwing Jesus out They're you know, like. Jesus the ba- with the bathwater. Well, right. They're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. They're up. They're ticked off with the church. They're hurt by the church, which is the people, and yep. and and all that. And then and they walk away from Jesus. And I know that's not that's not always the case, but man, that's a, the case an awful lot. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, I feel like like a lot of people I know, it's it's the way they were treated. Something happened. Sometimes it, it you know it's in their head. Sometimes it really did happen. You know, mm-hmm. and of the people I know closest in my life who are not currently you know walking with the Lord or however we want to say it. Like it's, there's legitimate hurts there. Yeah. And again, that, that comes back to the church. I mean, it's obviously it's their decision. It's on them, but the church, we need to get our act together. Like, do you go to a church that like, is your church a place that doesn't hurt people? I mean, they're good. Everyone's going to get hurt at some point, but like, sure. but, but who's doing their part. And in fact, you know, not to get crazy into it, but like, uh, when this happened, I, I was attending a church and I decided to leave at that point because they were a church that was happy to let this happen and kind of status quo. And, and it, I really, really struggled with it because it's not it's not something I really wanted to do. But yeah. um, I was afraid that if I stayed there much longer, like I don't end up like like that person. And and I don't. And, and, I, and when we talked to the church, we didn't just like bounce. We like talked to the church about it and tried to get them on board. And they just didn't seem to see the the fire. I, now, only because we're close friends, like I, I remember when this happened and I remember mm-hmm. talking with you and the battle that you went through because you're not a church hopper. You're not someone that just bounces at the first sign of, of an issue. So yeah. I just want the listeners to know that, uh, that that is not Lucas's character or his family's mm-hmm. character to just up and run when something gets tough. This, right. was, this was quite a process for you guys to make that decision. And, and I, I, will, I would say that I really felt that you guys went above and beyond what most people would really do to try to help. 
Mm. So anyway, um, to me, be a friend, be there for the person and, Mm -hmm. and walk with them. Don't abandon them. Um, and if they, if they start pushing you away, there's only so much you can do. That's the other thing too. You got to honor their choice. Like you can't like, if you, if you start going all crazy on them, then you are burning that bridge that you hope they'll come back across someday. Um, and I know that, um, my cold made me forget what I was going to say, but anyway, yeah, just don't, don't, don't burn your bridges. Treat them like a friend. Oh yeah. Basically my rule of thumb for a lot of things in life is how would I want someone to treat my son? Right. Right. Or if you're, if you're younger and don't have a kid, like how would you want someone to treat your brother or your sister? Like you'd want them to be honest. You'd want them to be kind, but you'd want them to press, like press, press the, the issue, like, but not enough to like make a major, it like cause fallout, but but don't don't just like oh I don't want to have an awkward conversation and not have it. Yeah. I had to, I had to actually have a conversation with someone this week where I had to say listen like I I should have had a conversation with you and I was too much of a wimp to do it and I had like I'm sorry for that like I should have loved you better and had a hard conversation and I didn't. Mm. Yeah. The other thing and this is not it all starts I think it should start here is prayer. Um, yeah. Long before you ever ever even attempt to talk to the person you really need to spend time in prayer and be praying for them again not about your agenda and or anything like that if you know what i'm saying by that but uh, but about them and 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 praying them back into the kingdom and and getting you know if if it's a friend group getting a you know getting your friend group again not to be judgmental not to be gossiping Mm -hmm. but about praying for your friend and uh and 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 the, uh, for me the this is the end of the of my answer is praying spend more time praying about it than you do talking with the person maybe and uh and be very sensitive to the holy spirit's leading in that moment um because maybe he'll give like he'll give you the words but maybe he just wants you to be quiet too and just listen so be very sensitive to that and uh, that's, to me, that's how I would handle a friend. I would spend a lot of time in prayer and try to be very sensitive to it. I think that's wise advice. Well, there. That's, that's a first for us. <laughs> um, Lucas, why don't we uh, end here? We could keep going. We've got a few more fun questions and all that, but I think it'd be good for us to uh, start wrapping up. I'm terrified to click out of this screen right now because if I do, it shuts off my recording program for some reason. So that's annoying. Do you want me to uh, bring this I, plane for landing I, up I, by myself? I, I, th- I, can, I can see what's coming up next, but why don't you hit me with a, a summer destination recommendation? Summer destination. Say, say those three words together. It feels good. Summer destination recommendation? Summer destination recommendation. <laughs> the old SDR. <clears throat> well, I, uh, I I thought about it, and I'm not a big traveler. I'm not a big vacation guy. I'm, I'm quite the homebody. Um, I think my favorite places to be in the summer would be – I do like going to Fun Day Park, even though I'm not a big – camping's okay. With kids, it's less okay. Um, but I do love Fun Day Park. It's, it's where I grew up going as a kid, and uh, so it's, it's, it has a special place for me. Um, camp. It's funny because I grew up going to camp to Lackadick, but like you guys knew, uh, like I, I was at Chictahawk and it was so cool because camp felt the same in both places and it had mm. that because it's a place where, you know, you know, uh, God is moving, God is working and, and it's just, a, it's an awesome, awesome spot. 
And then I guess my my last one, just to throw a third one in there, would be um, it's not far away. It's Yoho Lake, which is a few not far away, but it's just a great place to go hang out with my friends um, on the water. And I love I love being in natural bodies of water to swim, like rivers, lakes, whatever, oceans. They're so much more fun than a pool. You say Yoho, like. Y O H O, like yeah, like Yolo, but with an H. Yeah, you you only holiday Yo. once. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. Nice yeah, as, as as the Micmac named it. Uh, just so you know, from the moment you <clears throat> said Yo Ho, I was working on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, this is going to seem like a cop out, but Prince Edward Island is uh, my summer destination recommendation, specifically West Point. I've I believe the West Point Lighthouse at one point may have been or not a sponsor. A uh, few episodes back, but West Man West Point. I grew up there, and I've been. I think I've been off the island now for oh seventeen, sixteen, seventeen years, something like that. And I love too long, Brad. Too, too long. Too long. It's almost like we're going back. And well, when 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 this airs, when this airs, will we will be? Will we be there? No. When this airs. I'll be directing a youth camp. I'll, there'll be a ton of teenagers everywhere. And then the week <laughs> after that, we'll be... Eating molasses <sighs> cookies. <laughs> Eat, oh, my goodness. Um, anyway, <clears throat> what was I talking about? Uh, for me, I just love being able to get home and go to the beach at West Point. It's not too crowded. It, the, it's on the Northumberland Strait, so it's you know not as cold as the ocean, but it's still you know ocean water, and, and I love that salt water. Mm, so for me, yeah. that's it. Lucas, get us out of here. All right. Well, thanks for listening and sticking with us through all this excitement. Um, so you can follow our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Oxford Holy Club. Or, of course, you can email us, OxfordHolyClub at gmail.com. If you have questions, comments, queries, or concerns, uh, just let us know right there. Um, and if you can, it would mean a lot to us if you subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you gave us a five-star rating, uh, it means a lot. helps us push out uh, our message to more people and get in front of more ears. We do not pay to advertise. So when you share on the social medias and tell somebody about it, that's really how we grow. Uh, we told you we don't make any money from ads. We don't have any ads. We can't afford to advertise uh, to get the podcast out there. If you want to send in a one minute <coughs> voice message, that would be really cool. Let us know what you like, maybe things that you don't like even. We won't put that on the air unless you're somehow funny with it. Uh, but help us help you. Help, yep, there I said it. Um, and also, I really need to figure out what the post office's return, the post office's return policy is <laughs> on cereal packets. Can I return this? It's, that was, it's, now it's super gross. <laughs> uh, now that you know, now that I your know. kids, see if they can guess it. Feed What's Mandy? Oh if listen, if I'm not back to record next week, you'll know things didn't go well. But more importantly, until next time, keep spiritually fit and, and have, have fun. fun.